Hey there, it's Casey here, host of the Purpose Map podcast and the founder of Worthy and Well. And this is part two of an episode series, I suppose, that we kicked off last week, all about how the environment that we surround ourselves with impacts our well-being and our highest potential. So I am joined by Selena Coates and Savannah Meyer, two members of the Worthy and Well team, where we riff on what we know that we need in certain contexts in order to feel supported by our environment. It's such an important piece, like recognizing that the environment we're in impacts us. Sometimes I think we forget about this, and yet there are little tweaks or big tweaks that can be made in the environment to help support just like optimal ways of being and working and living. So I'm excited for you to tap into this conversation. And my my hope, my prayer is that by the end, you have an awareness of what little step you might take to optimize your environment so that it serves you and your unique needs better than before. Let's jump right in. Okay, we're back. And we're digging into what specifically helps us thrive in our environments or qualities of the people around us. And you know what? I'm kind of feeling called to just like do a little like popcorn into the space. Like, can we each just drop and riff with one another around like what creates thrival for us? Yeah, I was actually just talking with a friend who lives in Vancouver and I was sharing about my experience with the weather here in London being very gloomy recently, very rainy. And he was saying, yeah, I love that about Vancouver because it makes me really appreciate the sun more. And I thought to myself, yes, he's so right. And I don't feel like I need the rain to appreciate the sun. And so it was just really cool to have this kind of difference in perspective in something that makes him feel alive and something that makes me feel alive. And a big one for me is the warmth of the sun and getting to experience that on the daily and yeah, just sitting in the sun and letting it kind of soak into me. And um, yeah, that's definitely a big one. So I jumped right in there with sunshine. Just, just as I'd asked you to, I'm, <laughs> I'm so similar to you with like warmth and sun. There's something that that does for me. And what actually just came up for me as you talked about this friend who has a different experience with rain is actually how context really matters for me. Um, at the end of my time in Costa Rica, it was like rainy season came early. And at that moment in time, the rain felt so good because I felt like I was letting go. I felt like I was releasing. I felt like a part of me was dying, to be honest, in prep for coming home and having a bit of a rebirth. And the rain felt like so perfectly timed. But in a different moment, it might have made me feel like dreary and lost. So I guess I want to add that piece that for me, like context matters. And I need different things in my environment at different times, depending on my intention. It's beautiful, Casey. Absolutely. I want to piggyback on that one. When I'm a big lesson that I'm learning this year and I'm integrating is that we can be in different spaces and our context is allowed to change and that we can want and desire and need different things at different times. I have uh, a coworker, a past coworker in my life who shared that he took a job because he just needed something easy and that he could focus on other things. And that was a big lesson for me of like, oh, at different times, we may just need easy. And sometimes I want to be thr- pushing and and 
not to be toxic about hustling, but sometimes I want to hustle and I want to create things and I want to put stuff out into the world. So thinking about the environments that support that. So if I'm thinking of ease, I may want cozier things and I may fill my house with blankets and soft twinkly lights and things that create that energy, have more candles lit right now. I'm so into having my little candles lit around the house, especially in the early hours in the morning and the later hours in the evening. We're in this transition phase in our environment, in our um, like physical seasons. And to have those like dusky hours of the day just feels so right when I'm trying to create that ease. Whereas maybe in the summer, I'll feel like, oh yeah, I want to just create things. Or maybe I'll just feel like I just want to bask in the sun. So I guess it's the context of what we need and what we're trying to achieve and what we're trying to do and who we're trying to be really affects my environment. Mm. When you were talking about your candles and these like certain hours of the day, I was like, how romantic, you know, like it just felt like what a juicy self-love practice to have that experience. And it totally brought me into a part of me where I'm like, oh yeah, that used to be a favorite thing of mine is getting up before the sun when it's dark in Calgary and having candles lit and enjoying that dark time with my coffee and my candles before the sun rises. Like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Forgot about that. One thing I'm actually just going to popcorn in that for some reason, Selena, what you said made me think of this is like when I walk into a restaurant or a co-working space or a coffee shop, I want to be able to see my environment around me. So I will, if I have the choice, I will often go to a corner spot with my back towards the wall. I want to see the people in front of me. Some people want the opposite. Like they feel like they can focus when they have their, say, back towards others. I think that's something to do with like nervous system safety. For me, being able to see more of my environment and who's in my space Perhaps, especially as like a sensitive person or someone who like I work with energy, um, that's a go-to that that just works for me and makes me feel like, okay, now my body can relax and I can be more present. So I love how we're talking about kind of different senses. So we've, you know, touched on like the feeling of warmth or cold or um Selena's beautiful candles and the the soft glow of those. And I'm curious for the two of you, does scent do anything to kind of affect you in that way? Because for me, it definitely does. And I'm sure it does for most people. It's um, very closely linked to our memory and um, a lot of different things. But being in London in spring right now, uh, the the breezes have been going through the trees of all of the cherry blossoms. And so the scent just envelopes you as you're walking along the path. And it's beautiful. It just feels green and fresh and so vibrant. And so I'm curious, are there any scents that particularly make you kind of feel particularly good? Mm. Savannah, thank you for asking. And I want to answer that question, but I also want you to speak about it more before I do. Because like, you know, you used to have a perfume company and you have a, this is what I know about you. You have this special connection to scent. So it makes perfect sense that you brought this up, but like, 
outside of the the smell of the cherry blossoms, like I'm just curious for you to go deeper. Like what else does scent do for you? What what turns you on and turns you off? And like how do you seek out scent or create scent in your environment to serve a certain purpose? And like I just feel like there's so much more to it than what you're sharing that I'm sensing. I'm like, Savannah's got some connection with scent. So share more. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, so the reason why I kind of went down that path is because scent is very closely connected to our memories. And it's um, also a big part of how we taste things. So scent plays a very important role um, for us. And um, one thing that I do is when I'm preparing, especially to kind of meet someone new or kind of going into an environment where I feel a bit uneasy or nervous or just that I need to kind of calm myself down a little bit, I usually put on a perfume. And I actually have one that my mom gave me. And it it reminds me of her. It's very tropical smelling and that's just my mom. And so um, I use that because it does immediately sort of make me feel as though she's kind of her presence is there and she's almost giving me like a bit of a hug. And um, it's kind of funny because I feel like I'm getting a little bit emotional now. I'm going to be seeing her soon and um, it's been a little while. So um, yeah, it's just incredible the impact that scent can have on on our um, on our presence, I guess, just how we're feeling, our mood. That's what I mean to say. Mm, thank you for allowing those emotions to come and be witnessed and naming them. And I think that in and of itself is a perfect example of how our environment and how we stimulate our senses impacts our inner world, you know? And like, oh, I love that story. Like you putting on a scent that reminds you of your mom. And then it also just brings up emotion. And it sounds like there's like a longing for her. And so there's a comfort in smelling like her. And that just feels so beautiful. Yeah. There was a part of me, you know, in what you said where I was like, oh yeah, what is that smell for me? And and I'm like, what does it say about me that I want candles that smell like man? Like <laughs> tobacco and smoke and like cedar. And maybe that, I don't know, I associate that with man, but that's just like earthy sense, you know, <laughs> I'm like, it's like, feels like a masculine energy that feels comforting to me when it comes to candles. But then, yeah, I think for me, I often will use, I love peppermint oil. I love the sage peppermint halo. I use that almost all the time before and after a workout. And it feels like it just gives me this like this vibrance for my workout and feels good on my muscles as well. But then I also have a goddess oil that I'll use when I like go out on a date <laughs> or um, I think lavender I'll use at night. So like that just helps my nervous system relax. I mean, there's solid science around this stuff too, how like essential oils can can impact your your nervous system regulation, et cetera. So those are some things that I use. But yeah, Selena, I'm curious about you. Scents, how do you engage with scent? Ah, I I was remembering how I have been collecting perfumes now and different scents for different occasions and I use perfumes and a combination of essential oils as well um in my practice of this but if I'm feeling like I really need to like 
be confident and pull out my boss energy. I have a scent for that. And if I am feeling really flirty, I have a scent for that. And if I'm feeling um, like I want to be sexy, I have a scent for that. And if I feel like I just want to relax, I have a scent for that. So I didn't even think about that as something that we do or I do to help me feel prepared in the environments that I'm going to and the most confident into those environments. And then there's also the the flip side of when a scent is wrong. Sometimes, I don't know if you've ever walked into your house and it's like, oh my God, what is that smell? I need to search for it because that is not okay. I'm thinking of my fridge right now has a weird smell that I'm like, I don't want to cook because there's something, something's wrong in there. Um, and I've searched and I think it just needs a deep clean, but just noticing how like those off-putting smells also put me away from things, um, as well. And I think that can be helpful and we have that naturally built in. And I'm, I know there's science behind like our hormones and our pheromones and finding the community through scent, which I think is just like wild because how often do we ignore or cover or make scent go away like so interesting to me yeah wow yeah yeah what are the other senses right like we we were talking about smell we're talk we've talked about basically sight like what we see in our environments makes a difference uh, sounds. So, I mean, I definitely use sound intentionally, um, playing. There's a sound, a free, the frequency of the earth, the Schumann resonance. You can find this like on Spotify. I'll like play the Schumann resonance while I sleep and I have a deeper sleep, or I'll play a specific type of binaural beats to get myself into a certain state. Like I'll play binaural beats for focus when I'm trying to get some creative work done. So sound makes a huge difference. And um, I don't know, I'm just thinking about, honestly, some reels I saw recently that were about like brown noise versus white noise. Anyway, Selena, tell me how sound makes a difference for you. I have been back into this game of putting over the ear headphones on and I'm very excited. My AirPod Pro Maxes or whatever they're called, the over the ear ones come today. I'm very excited. Um, That was a little gift to myself, but having the the sound when I want to get into like a focus and flow state, actually putting something over my ears. Um, to just bring me into that music and I can listen to a lot of different kinds of music in that place whether it be like very upbeat to something more gentle and relaxing or like makes me feel something but to get into that flow and using that physical over the ear just flooding my my brain with sound can be really helpful for flow and then having sometimes I go for drives this might be weird without any music And I'll just like be within my own thoughts and listen to the wind and open up. Or when I go on nature walks, like listening to my feet on the ground and the birds and the rustling and the wind and 
just noticing the sounds that I need in different areas and what I use sound for. So using the the in the ear sound for focus and then having more open sound when I'm trying to relax. Never even thought of that before. Savannah, what about you? Yeah, this conversation is making me realize how much I use sound in my life um, to change my environment. Um, deep work, I definitely like to put on a um, kind of like a classical playlist and it just sort of like softly lives in the background and helps me focus. And then one of my favorite sounds is the songbirds. So going on our walks and hearing the birds is just heaven. <laughs> I love it. At night, I sleep with a fan every night. And so having that soft noise in the background um, really helps kind of put me at ease and calm me down. And then I like to listen to music to when I'm kind of getting ready, I would say. And that one I find really connects me to the people in my life. So I'll listen to the songs that I grew up listening to with my family, or I'll listen to songs that um, my brother-in-law shared with me or it's, I very kind of intentionally pick the songs that I'm listening to, I find. And it's probably when I'm maybe missing somebody, I think. I'm I'm almost thinking this as I'm talking it right now. Um, but yeah, I definitely use sound a lot and can now recognize how grateful I am for the impact that it has on me. Yeah. It's a kind of amazing how... Um inspired and how many ideas are popping for me being in this conversation with the two of you. And I hope for the listener too, it's making you think of like, oh, right. How else can I create an environment that actually really supports me? And, you know, maybe this is for our team meeting later. I'm thinking about our next round of our next level success 30 day intensive, like really about helping people be who they are, be in alignment, and then, you know, share their gifts with the world. I'm sort of like, wow, we need to integrate more of this type of conversation into that work because, because it's like when you can have the, an environment to support, the results are exponential. You know, I don't know. I've, I've been paying more attention to uh, clothing. It's so weird. I've never been a shopper and I have really stylish shopper lover friends. And so I've never felt like that's my jam, you know? But I think a couple of them have introduced me to like quality materials. And I actually notice how much happier I feel when I'm wearing clothes that are high quality and that I want textures. Like I want my like, I have a velvet, it's got velvet in it, like a kimono robe type thing that's beautiful on top of, uh, you know, just like a top and jeans. And how when I have something with texture, whether it's like fuzzy or like a high quality linen, that too brings out a totally different energy. And I think that's like a, maybe a combo of the sight and touch part. Like I used to think that, I don't know, style and shopping was like kind of superficial. And now I'm like, no, that's like a way to adorn the body and create a certain outcome and to become a certain archetype if you want to, or to, you know, like soothe the nervous system with touch. So yeah, I don't know. Do you have that same connection with clothing? This is like a new thing for me. Definitely. And I feel like it's also a, a form of play that adults kind of get to engage in, isn't it? Right. Like we get to sort of adorn our bodies and um, enjoy. I too, Casey, love the materials and the 
style. Like I'm since moving here, I've also kind of really gotten into what is my style. And it's so much fun to use that as a way to interact with your environment or just interact even with your body in a different way. It's, it's a lot of fun. I definitely see it as play. Mm, I love this. And ooh, I'm just thinking of all the different outfits. Now that like, we're kind of more in that post pandemic world and getting to go out and like, what type of outfit do I wear where? And who am I feeling? Again, it's like the same as the scent. And how can I play with what ex- even what exists in my wardrobe, and how it falls on my body, or the color or the vibrancy or it's about for me like what archetype am I stepping into that day am I stepping in like I said with the scent am I stepping into that very boss vibe am I stepping into the flirty vibe am I stepping into the more sexy vibe um and using clothing like I have I just bought a pleathery skirt that I love and I don't usually wear like um like that kind of thing. And then I had like fishnet, uh, like underneath and I'm like, I don't actually do this, but I kind of like like the texture of the fishnet on my leg and then the pleathery feeling and how that makes me feel like, and co- the confidence that I can, and can step into when I feel that. So there's definitely this use of clothing. And I love that you said that as play, like the way we dress should be fun and the way we um style our hair should be fun and the way we accessorize should feel like fun when we're when we're doing it and yeah we can kind of curate based on where we're going and what we're trying to be and and how we want to look and feel yeah and the way that we live should be fun you know like i'm just thinking back to again i'm having a little integration moment here from my retreat that was like we're in these physical bodies in this physical world for the fun of it too you know and it's just so cool that we're coming back to these different senses we haven't talked about taste yet but like mm, there's certain flavors or tastes that will drop me into a certain way of being Um, But yeah, I love Savannah that you brought up play because I feel like life can get so serious. And even this conversation about like environments over the last couple of episodes and sort of imperfect and perfect environments and how that impacts our sense of well-being and also like highest potential or maybe our service in the world or our capacity to pull out our gifts or be in community or whatever the intention is. I think sometimes that uh, discovery around growth and evolution can become really serious, you know, like in our productive hustle culture type of world, especially. And, you know, Savannah bringing that play part in, it just reminds me, it made me like sort of zoom out way big picture that like, you know, let's have fun while we do it. Let's have fun with our environment. Let's paint a sun on the wall. Let's wear clothes that we love. Let's cut all our hair off and then grow it back. And then like wear makeup or not, or put earrings on or not, or like eat the rich dark chocolate cake in communion with someone we love. All of that matters as part of this experience of, I think, living to our highest potential because like, I don't know, I think we're not here to just suffer our way through life or push hard. 
Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely agree, Casey. And I think life has life is inevitably inevitably going to be hard at certain moments. So us taking those opportunities to lighten it up and play whenever we can is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we wrap up today, what final words do you have? Selena, what, what's coming in for you? She's getting a download. She's got her, she's like pulling her hand down from the sky as if something is coming into her like a lightning bolt. I'm just integrating this like wisdom of when we are in scarcity or if we're feeling that hardness or if we're in that autopilot connecting with our five senses in these ways and is the way back to abundance and the way back to embodiment. Ooh, just feels like sexy wisdom right now. <laughs> yeah. Like let, let's just say that again, embodiment and presence and abundance are all part of the same, you know, I think that's true. It's like when you're in the future or the past, you're not in your body, you're not present and you're more likely to be in scarcity, seeing lack, that felt really important, that integration you just made, Selena. Thank you. Bam. And that connection to like, we always have access to our senses. Like, even if it's running your fingers across a, the wood desk that you're sitting at or feeling the texture of the blanket or like that can bring our nervous systems back to where we need to be to feel that abundance and that gratitude. Ooh, that feels potent right now. I love it. That feels like the perfect note to end on. And I had so much fun with you too. Thank you for joining the podcast and being part of this, this time together. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Purpose Map. As I mentioned in the intro, it was my hope and my prayer that you would receive inspiration to do one little thing differently, to upgrade your environment in one way so that you can live more optimally or feel supported in your work. Which of your senses would you like to tap into? And what can you use in your environment to come back to your senses so that you can experience that presence, that embodiment, and that abundance that Selena spoke about at the end. We always love to hear from you, so don't ever hesitate to email info at worthyandwell.com, or you can send a direct message to worthyandwell on Instagram. And if you feel called to, if you like what you're tuning into, it helps us a ton to receive your rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you tune in from. That helps us get in front of more people just like you so that we can do our service work in the world. All right. Thanks very, very much. Can't wait to chat with you soon. Bye for now.